Hey, it's lunchtime, bitches, and we're here at the Weird Kids Lunch Table. I'm Brittany. Sitting here at the lunch table with me is... Lilla and Amber. <laughs> and today, we are going to be talking about the greatest movie of all time, Aaron Carter's Pop Star. Yeah. <laughs> this movie was a gym that was created here in 2005, so it's one of those. Just going to preface it with, it's one of those. You know, like when Teen Movie and all of those really like teen, tween dramas came out, I felt like like this wanted to jump on that bandwagon because they're like yeah we could throw one together like that and so they took everything about those genres and smushed it into one singular movie and made it bad and this is how this came about so the overall plot i'll go ahead and just run through that real quick the overall plot is basically jd mcqueen and yes that's his name this is the character played by aaron carter is a pop star he's a famous pop star and he's on the road you know doing his pop star thing trying to work in the music industry but then and his parents are like, you gotta go to real school. And he's like, real school? Why do I gotta do that? You gotta go to real school and improve your grades. So he's like, oh man. So they make him go home and enroll into a real school. Meanwhile, on the other side, there's this girl. Her name is, ironically, Jane. You know, plain Jane. Hehehehehe. <laughs> it's a baseball type, but without the glasses, they give her braces instead. And she's like the smart one. And nobody likes her because she's so smart and she's got braces. Ew. So she's like super smart and she goes to school and she's super obsessed with JD McQueen. Like she's like his number one fan. And there's 50 montages. Some of them don't make sense. Some of them do. Of them kind of meeting him being like, man, I'm going to use her to ace my math test. And she's like, I can't believe this pop star likes me. I'm becoming so popular now. And some more montages. She finds out he's using her. She gets mad. He begs her for forgiveness. Test montage. And then they get together. The end. That's 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 the plot. That's, that's the summary of the movie. Those are like the main points, yeah. Mm. Did, did I miss anything that you guys felt like was important? I feel like we'll fill in. The, the special place. Yeah. I feel like that's a good summation of the overall story. Yeah. That was the plan. My favorite part of the movie was the car montage where she's driving in the red convertible, but she's doing it in circles for what feels like 30 minutes. She's supposed to be doing donuts. That's one of my, fa- I mean, I guess you could call it a donut. It's just a slow-mo of her face going happy Pikachu surprise face while she's spinning the car in circles. Isn't that after she shows him her special place and when they're driving? I in there he's so. like behind the earlobes yes uh. <laughs> yeah yeah that one it, yeah. It, it, it's oh. just really the car montage is just the funniest thing in the world to me next to the test montage this whole movie is a giant montage yeah so many low-rise pants oh yeah it starts off with a montage it starts off with i don't know like 10 15 minutes of just random concert footage of jd mcqueen having concerts and his background dancers dancing poorly <laughs> i mean probably good for the time i think it seems like poorly now because we have bts and stuff that was his actual concert footage like that, that was, was real that was real concert footage yeah that was like aaron <laughs> carter concert footage that was not jd mcqueen concert footage okay so it sounds like they wanted to save some money here by using absolutely all okay. the budget for this movie wasn't very good either oh yeah like <laughs> yeah the, the budget was clearly non-existent i don't know like i feel like you would not need very 
very much at this movie. Oh no! I, did anybody look up how much they spent? I'm actually trying movie? to. I'm trying to find that now because there's a thing about this movie is they clearly tried to bury it because oh, yeah. there there is not a lot on this movie. In fact, for us to even watch this movie, I had to hunt it down and buy a physical copy. <laughs> I had to spend money, real money, for a physical copy that I now own of Aaron Carter's Pop Star. Yeah, which as far okay. as I know, that's like the only way to acquire this movie is to like find a DVD somewhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah I don't even see it. it because like coming up to the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia has almost nothing listed. Just the cast, some of the soundtrack, which the Pop Star soundtrack was when, was released October 18th and it featured Carter and Saturday Night Live, Enough of Me, I Want Candy, One Better, and Do You Remember? That's about all the information I got, gang. Yeah, like yeah. there's, they just like pretend it didn't happen, I guess. I really think they tried to bury it. It was a really bad <laughs> movie. Yeah. It, like, I always had a saying, right? That a movie, if it entertained me, I consider it a good movie. So in this instance, Popstar, it did entertain me. I was entertained. So I consider it a fun movie because I get kicks out of it. However, I would be lying if I said this was a legitimately good movie. It is not. It is It is an actually terrible movie, but you are going to be entertained. Yeah. Well, they even did the nerd makeover to hot girl trope thing but jane wasn't even like that nerdy looking to begin with he like, literally she, just had braces <laughs> and the fake braces were so bad she like could not speak with them and it sounded like when i talk with my night garden it was she so bad she had so much spit going on in her mouth that poor girl oh yeah she, it sounded very unnatural like it was very clear that she was just wearing them for those scenes like you know when someone has braces and especially because timeline wise she was about to get them off she removes her braces towards the end because you gotta have that reveal of the quote ugly chick unquote <laughs> turning into a butterfly and just blossoming into a, a but butterfly. she was already pretty like she's she, already she pretty. was already conventionally attractive and that's the thing is that like the braces are supposed to be what makes her ugly yeah but anyways if somebody has been wearing braces for long enough to be like ready to take them off within like the few weeks that this takes place they would be used to them by then they wouldn't sound really weird with the braces was there a braces removal montage was that part of the makeover montage you know i think there was i feel like we saw there was a small scene that was included in that makeover montage i feel like there was like i remember like she kind of went into like a salon yeah but she went to the salon with makeup already on so they just like did her hair a little bit yeah it's really strange and honestly the braces on jane remind me it's really weird because she's clearly like an adult trying to play like a teen character which that happens a lot in film because better to get adults to play like you know the teens or whatever so that they don't have to like you know have actual child actors however Aaron Carter was a child during this movie their like age gap was really pretty significant for like how old he was so his romantic co-lead was 23 years old as of release I Um, think he was actually 16 here wasn't he Like uh, like a real life 16 year old so as of release and given like when this is shot it's going to be earlier than that as of release Mm -hmm. aaron carter was still 17 and Mm. alana austin his co-lead was 23 years old so they were probably like 16 and 22 yeah although editing all of those montages might have taken a little bit longer (laughs) all that scene splicing 
<laughs> like, if there were no montages in this movie, it would be, like, 20 minutes long. Yeah, literally the yeah. whole movie is a giant montage. The test montage was really great. And let's not forget, one of my favorite things is that Leaf Garrett was the very zen janitor that kept giving Aaron Carter advice. Little nuggets of wisdom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Little nuggets of kung fu wisdom. He was obviously the best character in the film, just hands down. And it's Leaf Garrett! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and honestly, I would say most of what he said holds up. His advice was usually like somewhat decent, even for the time. And he always just seemed like so chill. Yeah, like I would say that he was the highlight of the movie for me. Most of my entertainment was with just like how bad everything was. And honestly, you guys' reactions <laughs> to stuff. I was just not ready for all of the montages. And then they were like, oh, he's got testophobia. That's not a real thing. Let's Google it because it's the early aughts and we can do that now and it's cool and they get on their chunky laptop and she googles it and she's like oh my god bestie testophobia is real we have to go tell the teacher yeah testophobia it, like it is a real like, thing but just like the way they did like to have a phobia of test taking is real but like the way they did yeah. it because they were like well don't believe everything you see on the internet the yeah. whole montage right after that too <laughs> the sorry, race to the I'd airport montage yes oh my god and, and also to be fair testophobia was such a weird choice for naming that i know it's like literal but it sounds really weird it sounds like it sounds like you're afraid of testes that's what i was gonna say like it sounds like you're afraid of balls that's what that sounds like which i mean like i get it you know a lot of people saw the langoliers back in the day and they kind of looked like disembodied ball sack Uh, so an interesting fact that i'm seeing here googling this movie is that of course on like imdb and letterboxd it's got horrible horrible ratings on amazon it's got a solid 4.6 stars. Really? Yeah. Huh. They uh they were really generous. I mean, I can't say that I wouldn't rate this super high. I just saw on yeah. IMDb that there is a goof in the movie where when Jane looks up testophobia, it's shown on the on the address bar that she's visiting a location that's located in our C drive. <laughs> Some of these reviews, I might have to read a few because they're just really, really funny. This review was written February 17th of 2007. Okay, so a few years after the movie's been out. Okay. And the title of it is A Plot That Makes No Sense. Which I feel like that's the only thing in the movie that did make sense because it's very generic teen, teen yeah, movie. Like if you've that seen, was like, very popular during those times. If you've seen like Not Another Teen Movie, it was that, but like serious. Right. Well, Not Another Teen Movie is just making fun of all the teen movies like Cruel Intentions and yeah. stuff that was out and popular at the time. <laughs> this is it. It says, what really stood out to me about this movie was how little the plot made sense. So many characters were randomly introduced. It was like how I imagined Tommy Wissu's The Room would be re-envisioned for the Disney Channel set. Oh my god. We had the wise elderly couple who kept on hanging out where Jane worked telling the same story about how Soda brought them together. Or Jane's mom slash stepmom slash random crying woman who would all show up at random times. Aaron Carter's acting is definitely the highlight of this film. I actually looked forward to every scene he appeared in the editing is painfully bad and the scene cuts that made no sense the jane character is really irritating mooning about and moping about jd mcqueen the scenes with the music awards are more depressing than anything else and at the end this movie is just surreal so like there's a lot of one stars like a lot of 
one stars. I could definitely see that. You mentioned at some point that it seems like a fan fiction where someone made a self-insert character. No, I was, when we were talking earlier, I was talking about the fact that on her computer, she was writing a fan fiction oh, of was... her with the dude. Oh my god, That was the most relatable thing I've seen in the entire movie. That's like Honestly, anybody yeah. who's writing a Wattpad about AFI or My Chemical Romance. <laughs> like, like, we all saw those. Those don't exist. Don't me like that. Uh, don't, <laughs> just at me next time, Brittany. Damn. <laughs> Amber. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I wanted to see like who wrote it to see like if they wrote anything else and they haven't. The writer only wrote the script for this film and I guess if it was their debut it makes sense that they, they didn't got no like, other work after yeah, yeah. this <laughs> like who's gonna want to hire you after that the writing was so bad bad. because there's like so many parts that don't make any sense jane has a job sort of sort of we have no idea like she has to go in to work even though like it's at school but then as soon as she gets there she talks to somebody and then immediately leaves so i guess she didn't need to go to work what does she sell was there even like a a cash register i don't even think there was a cash register she just goes in with an apron and then like (laughs) i'm at work now well and then they even introduced that other pop star what was her name like London. Right. And they kind of made it seem like she was going to be a big deal and she, she wasn't. wasn't. <laughs> yeah. She was just in there for two seconds just to create unnecessary conflict right. between J.D. McQueen and Jane. Yeah. <laughs> like that's which, that's which really what she was there for. Also reminds me there was that weird subplot with the person that was like stealing J.D.'s shit. That randomly. was Jane. That was Jane. Yeah, that was Jane. That's what they... Okay, I was trying to remember if it was even shown what happened there no but. Oh, he, she was a creepy stalker fan he like figured out who was doing it and went and had someone open her locker for him and that's how he figured out that she's the uber smart girl oh okay that makes sense yeah it's so weird though the power dynamic in the movie is really weird because she's clearly obsessed with him she's making like fan fiction about him which you know cool okay but clearly she's very into him her room was covered in posters of him yeah which, again i get relatable totally it's like if you went to high school with Davy Havoc, right? Oh, I will not be able to control myself. Like, I know 1000% both of you. I'm staring at both of you very <laughs> intently through the screen right now, and I really want you to feel this gaze. Both of you would act that crazy, if not crazier, if it was Davy Havoc in high school and you guys were transported back to our good Lord and Savior 2005 and you guys were 15, 16 years old. Oh, bet your ass I would. All of it. The pictures, the fan fiction, all of it. I have a high school art project hanging in my office that's like a big collage of Davy Havoc that I got an A on so the teacher printed it out poster size laminated it and it was in the hallway for like the entire quarter and I have (laughs) it hanging in my office I'm pretty sure you guys would be going behind him stealing his half-eaten sandwiches and half-drink soda pops for sure doing a full-on Helga Pataki shrine you know we'd be meeting up like hey did you uh did you get the hair out of his brush today we can add it the shrine we would, if we were in the same high school like and this was the case oh my gosh we would totally be like freaking tag teaming this 
Apparently. We'd be so much worse than Jane. Mm-hmm. Jane Jane doesn't know how to do it. I think Helga Pataki is accurate. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I can relate. Yeah. I'm just saying, well, it's really weird and creepy. Also, at that cringy-ass age, I, I just know we wouldn't have been any better. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> like, no. For no. Sure. <laughs> Definitely not. Also, because I want to, like, insert another review that I think is kind of funny. This one was written in the good year of 2008 when Twilight was sweeping the nation. Uh, They gave it a one star and they said, this made me want to weep. The only people I would recommend this film to are both blind and deaf, although I'm sure a sadomasochist would get a kick out of it. This film had nothing, no acting, terrible music, awful scripts, only the power to suck any happiness from your soul. You may be wondering by now why or even how I managed to sit through the full hour and a half of sheer insanity, and it is honestly a difficult concept for even myself. Firstly, I had to pace up and down as the film progressed, as I found it extremely hard to get comfortable. Secondly, I only made it without gnawing off my own arm in order to have something to beat myself to death with by phoning friends for moral support when the plot became particularly slow. The problem was it became a matter of pride for me to finish it after the opening 30 minutes, and that was a fatal error on my behalf. I normally like films to leave you with something by the end, but all this did was take. For the sake of your sanity, do not watch this film. I would agree with that. <laughs> I would watch I, I it I honestly again. do not recommend this film to anyone. I recommend <laughs> it to everybody. I was entertained. Like I, was, I said, I it's was not shook. a good movie, but I was entertained. I had a fun time watching it. I was laughing at it. Now, granted, take this with a grain of salt because me and Lilith have different backgrounds. We did the film arts thing in college before we both dropped off and dropped out and said, fuck it, because college is a scam. <laughs> I made it through some semesters. So we see movies a little bit differently, right? Mm-hmm. So some of the things that tickle us pink and we find really funny aren't the same things that normal people would find funny or tickle us pink you know so the fact that it has 50 montages is so amusing to me i find them extremely funny i don't know if other people would get that enjoyment from it so i was entertained you know even though i bought the movie i'm glad i own it yeah that's a good point i feel like it's more fun if you have a group of people and you're all just experiencing that together and picking it apart as you go because you can't really like watch it for the substance because there isn't really substance (laughs) but it is really fun to tear it apart because there's so much so much there was that one like micro instance of a little bit of substance when they were talking about him needing to go to school but get it done right away because they were like you know if you don't do this quickly and you don't keep making music the industry is just going to move right past you and you're going to be a nobody and then it just went right back into the montages which which was crazy because that was that was the realest thing they ever said in that movie (laughs) right oh yeah definitely you get one little serious nugget and then back to insanity oh yeah definitely and speaking of real shit in this movie. I did get a kick out of the massive amount of product placement in this movie. There's a lot. Especially the old school Sprint flip phones. Yeah. With the old Sprint logo, the old red diamond logo. I had to laugh every time I saw it because every time they used a phone, they had to make sure that you saw that it was a Sprint phone and show you the logo and everything. You could tell this movie was being carried by product placement. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> like the, sure. That was their whole budget was hot, but these products. Please. <laughs> 
Christmas. I'm sorry, I'm laughing remember yeah. it because like, like wasn't it also Coca-Cola? Was it Coke too? Or was it Pepsi? I can't remember. It was some kind of soda. It was some kind of soda pop. Yeah, I wasn't sure. I couldn't remember off the top of my head if it was Coke or Pepsi. It was uh, some soda pop because I remember like because we were like, why do they keep carrying those cans around? Like they were constantly drinking that soda. Pop. Yeah, and they had to like make sure that you saw the logo. They had to make sure the logo was out. You can tell in a movie when a advertiser product placement. Yeah, like <laughs> and you can tell when an advertiser did not pay for something and they're definitely drinking that because they will make sure that you don't see the logo on the can because I've seen lots of movies where a company did not pay for the product placement but they were using that product and they go through lengths to hide it just the opposite they go through lengths to show you the logo when they have that product placement in there yeah I was trying to see if I could find what soda it was real quick there aren't very many images from the movie on the internet like they really tried to wipe this thing it barely exists on the internet yeah it is just they really just tried to be like no this wasn't a thing if you go to rotten tomatoes it doesn't even have a rotten tomato score it doesn't yeah i was noticing that on there it it doesn't even have a review no which one of us could be the first i guess (laughs) we're probably the first ones to think about it in a long long i can't remember her name but the like mean girl that was thirsty for jd we could not dress the way that she was dressed yeah she had like a backless tied shirt that was showing mid this was everything this was also california which would probably be more liberal with their dress codes on top of the fact you know it is a movie so there's a lot of factors because i know in california i think they were more loosey-goosey with their dress code because it was hot back all the time i don't think that they were loose enough with it to where you could just be wearing a square over your titties and have a completely exposed back completely exposed midriff i just don't think that california i just feel like we wouldn't know because we're from the midwest and we're from the conservative midwest so i'm just saying there's going to be differences in culture there we don't know what's movie liberties and and what's true there i can fully see if it was tank tops because we weren't allowed to wear tank tops which was dumb because we had to have our shoulders covered because our shoulders it's too too distracting too sexy i guess the actress who played jane hasn't been in much since this no i think she was in a steve martin movie and the whole reason why she was in that's about it because she's the director's daughter yeah she's not a good actress like yeah. that's just the thing of it she's not a talented actress so of course she didn't go far yeah this is obviously like a nepotism pick to me i think that they wanted to make a movie for aaron carter to capitalize on his popularity at the time so they got this writer that only wrote for this one they got the director which i also think didn't really make much of anything else the director is just like uh you know what? i want my daughter to have a part in a movie because it's such a shoestring budget they thought eh, like what the heck could just put my daughter in as the lead i did look up california school dress code california schools have a no shame dress code students at el media unified school district are allowed to wear everything from two tops to baggy sweaters yeah but as of when even back in 2000 this was this article was 2018 so this is something that's been a thing this has been a thing (laughs) california has a no shame dress code well that's cool that they do now but i mean it, it had to have been a thing because like even in buffy which also takes place like that california area in the 90s they had similar dress i'm pretty sure this isn't like a brand new thing i think just california they're a little bit more loosey-goosey with it like i've been saying mm. i'm not 100 percent. you know we don't live there yeah that makes a lot of sense if it's different now then foreseeably it could have changed before then so i can accept that as a thing i will say that the actress that played whitney the girl that was trying to get jd she actually did go on to have multiple significant 
roles. Good for her. Uh, yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny. Like she went on to be the second in command of the Orville, Kelly Grayson, and Bobby on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and also Tyra on Friday Night Lights. I haven't seen Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Friday Night Light, but I know that they are relatively popular things. I was trying to see if I could find the budget and instead what I found was an eBay listing that is Popstar DVD 2005 Aaron Carter R.I.P. That's the listing movie! Oh. It's just that took some cojones to yeah. list it like that. Well, I mean, we <laughs> we put off recording this episode because the week that we were going to record it, he did tragically pass away. Yeah, so we were like, yeah, well, that is literally days after we watched the movie. Maybe, yeah. even, maybe even like the next day or like the day after. It was it was very soon after we watched the movie. Yeah, it was, it was very crazy. It was like crazy. a couple weeks after we watched the movie. Yeah, he died at the age of 34 on November 5th and it was in his bathtub. I, I know there's been more recent articles coming out because Aaron Carter's family claimed his death wasn't caused by the drowning in the bathtub because a coroner wasn't able to find water in his lungs and they want the cops to investigate because they think it was a drug deal that just went wrong and he OD'd. Yeah, like his mom, I think it is, has been like very loud about wanting more investigated there, which is fair. Like that's her kid. Yeah. Right. And I mean, I could see it being, you know, a fentanyl laced drug maybe of some type because, you know, that happens a lot and people die from this a lot. And, you know, Aaron Carter, he had a lot of demons. He had a lot of trauma. He was constantly struggling. Yeah. I mean, and it's sad. We were pretty shook when the news dropped that he had passed. We were like, dude, what the hell? Because he's so young. Yeah. And he like just had that baby, right? Yeah. He's our age. Like it's just, it's always really jarring to see somebody that's in our age group just probes. And it's sad that what took him out was just drugs. Yeah. Like, and honestly, like in the end, I think what kind of took him out was his abuse since childhood, honestly, because I mean, it's his mental health for sure, because that's what made him turn the drugs in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, watching this movie that we're talking about now, it made it very obvious to me that there was definitely a lot of abuse going on in the background because you have a 17 year old kid that's having romantic scenes, you know, involving kissing and stuff like that with an adult woman, which is weird. One of the producers on the show was Lou Pearlman, which was the guy that destroyed his brother's career just about. I mean, the Backstreet Boys like that and the NSYNC, there's a whole thing with Pearlman and those two groups. Yeah. And And that was terrible. And of course, you know, because his brother worked with Lou Pearlman, Aaron got sucked up into the vortex. That is Lou Pearlman. Pearlman. But you know what? Also probably Pornman. (laughs) Yeah. Well, there was allegations that he was recording the private spaces in his house that was like sort of lay place for all of these like boy bands, teenagers and and whatnot, because there was a lot of allegations that he was recording the kids. I don't know if there was more active stuff where he was doing stuff with any of them, but I know that a lot of If there was, I don't think anybody truly spoke out about it as the devastating part. Well, they, yeah, like people spoke out about some bits of it, but yeah, like- Like nobody ever came out with like a full story on him. I think we watched a video. Oh yeah, there's a documentary about it. Yeah. I watched it not too long ago. Because I know what he was apprehended for. He pled guilty for conspiracy, money laundering, and making false statements during a bankruptcy proceeding. Yeah. So he was convicted and sentenced to 25 years in prison for that. But that's what he got put away for. Yeah. I feel like especially the boy bands in particular, it's hard for them to come forward because it's really hard for men to come forward about that stuff, especially when like it's another man doing something to them. Early 2000s yeah. where it was just happening 
a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was just happening and they didn't know what to do. It was like they didn't know that it was okay to come forward. And then like mm-hmm. there were some times that it wasn't okay to come forward because the stuff with like Brendan Fraser, he got blacklisted for how long because he came forward about shit happening to him. Yeah. Which was really messed up because he's extremely talented. And I love him in Doom Patrol, which if no one's seen Doom Patrol, you need to fucking watch it because it's the best currently airing show on TV. Really in good. My opinion. It is really good. Lilith did get me hooked on Doom Patrol. Brendan Fraser's in it. So that's just a treat all around. Like okay. I love him. I love it. Brendan he's, Fraser. And he's the best. He's the best. Yeah. So I'm glad that he like has a part and a significant part in like a very cool show. But yeah, like you're absolutely right. Like when men come out, they get a different response. And yeah. also a lot of the folks that would and would come out, they have careers, they have lives, they have families. And it makes mm-hmm. it even more difficult to bring this stuff up because then they have to worry about how all these other people are going to react. It really sucks because I feel like in this day and age, we should be supportive of people, no matter who it is that's coming out with these kinds of things because... Right, like, like it shouldn't matter what gender or orientation or anything somebody is when they're coming out saying that they've been abused like that. Yeah, and it looks like Aaron Carter did file a lawsuit against Perlman, but it was... Yeah, it was about, for money. It was for money. It um, was for money. And Aaron Carter was one of his only supporters, but I think it was... I think it's still kind of denial because... How it, much is that trauma bond too? You know, like it, some Stockholm Syndrome type shit. Yeah, it's true. It's really complicated when the person that is telling you that you are a star, that you're worth fame and fortune and all this stuff is the same person that is abusing you and taking advantage of you. It's really rough. It, it makes those feelings very complicated. I guess he also said at one point that his sister had um, abused him sexually, but I can't, I mm, don't harder. see like, more on that. The thing is, is Aaron, uh, he said a lot. He said a lot. He, he had said... a lot of like mental problems. And it's hard to figure out what's true and what's kind of muddled up in here. Yeah. Just from the years of abuse, because facts do get twisted, you know, especially when you go through as much crap as he did. Well, and somebody so could have really... twisted that in his brain, like he could have been gaslit. Like, no, it's... I'm not the one that did that to you. Remember, this person did that to you. And then that becomes like his truth. Right. It's very difficult to know what's true or not in all of his stories, especially because most of those, he was also drugged out of his mind. Like oh, yeah. any kind of, I don't know if anybody ever caught his old Instagram lives. I, I did yeah. sometimes. I, I mean, he was total. it was like watching somebody have like a literal breakdown. Oh, yeah. It's just crazy. And the thing is, is that if that particular allegation is true, it makes it even worse that he was in this movie with an older woman doing this stuff because he was already abused by someone like that in the past. It's one of those things where there was so much stuff going on in his life that was clearly really fucked up. Like, and it's just yeah. like I felt bad for Aaron the entire time. And like the thing is, if you go back to like some of his own self-produced music, like he made good stuff on his own. But unfortunately, like his life choices and, you know, his demons catching up to him, he wasn't able to go far with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he could have. He could have. Some of that stuff was really good. Yeah. It's probably one of those things where he needed to get away from these people like much earlier than he did and like get some help for the stuff that he went through. I almost wonder if part of it could have been his mom only because I know like Nick Carter, I believe, cut off his mom and like that whole side of the family. 
and Aaron had a big thing against his brother, but it never really made a lot of sense. Besides, like, if you watch that old, I don't know if you guys remember when the Backstreet Boys had their own reality TV show. You know, I was a BSB fangirl, so of course I watched it. And Nick Carter was kind of like a huge douche canoe to his little brother Aaron when Aaron was like really little. Yeah. But like, no more than just like an older brother being tired of having his little brother follow him around. You know what I mean? But yeah, especially with their little bit of an age gap, but it's still something that sticks with you. <laughs> yeah. And um, um, it seems like the family in general was a little iffy because like the sister passed yeah. from an overdose as well. Correct. So I felt mm-hmm. like there was a lot going on in that family behind the scenes that we're never going to fully understand. And I do wonder if the parents played a part, but we're never going to truly know that. No, we're not. We're, we're only going to be able to just conspiracy theory it. Like, it's all alleged. We have no idea. Regardless of anything else, I think his parents dropped the ball somewhere. Whether they were abusive themselves or allowed abuse to go on, clearly there was something not right in this whole equation. They um, could have been a little too trusting of the industry. Yeah, like it could be that. And honestly, it kind of seems like one of those things where they saw the dollar signs. And, and their kids were dollar signs. Yeah. Because yeah, the kinds of things that they consented to their kids doing, it's pretty clear that they weren't really thinking about what was best for like their mental health and like their well-being, you know? That happened to kids a lot around that time. Yeah, it took a while for more child labor laws to start going into, you know, film and TV and stuff like that. And nowadays, it needs to catch up with online media like YouTube, TikTok, all of that stuff because now parents are doing this in their own homes with their kids and making their kids basically the breadwinner of the house. Yeah. And the kids are able to consent to that. And like people on the internet are so gross. Whenever I get around to having a kid, I don't think I'll put them online. Because like when people seize computers and stuff from people, a lot of the pictures that they have are just pictures that like parents have posted of their kids online. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah, like people think that like, oh, if people are looking to get like CP, they're going to have super gross stuff. Like, no, they're going to have the picture of you giving your toddler a bath or your kid in their swim outfit. Like it's it's like what we would think of as like normal pictures. Mm-hmm. They just find it attractive. A grown quote unquote normal person would think that like a bikini model would be an attractive picture to have. Like they would just take your toddler swimming picture. That's so gross to think about. It's really gross to think yeah. about. But as somebody who would like to have a child at some point, I have to think about those things. Yeah, it's honestly a safe bet. It's something that is new that we have to understand. Like the internet's you know? a big place. Yeah. And yeah, and put online, it stays online. I know there's a lot of people that don't necessarily think about that, um, which is why people get found out all the time. Yeah. About doing yeah. weird stuff. To be fair, in the early 2000s, we all didn't believe that. And oh, yeah. we were all hella cringe. And we said yeah. some. We were and cringe, we, but we were free. And, and honestly, we said some shit. It was oh, yeah. Wild West in the early 2000s where people were just buck wild. And that was the early days of the internet, honestly. We weren't really taught all that much in terms of computers at our school. I took all of the computer classes that our high school had before going into that technical school to the point where like the last semester of the last class that I took, I taught part of the class because I just happened to know how to build a computer and I was showing people like the components on the inside of a computer and like taught people how to build a computer. They didn't have a whole lot of information about this stuff. It was still very like it was, it was still very it was new. Like we didn't know that like you can't just like trust every single person you meet on the internet. Not everybody needs to like ASL. Like yeah, I definitely had a run in like that because I, 
I didn't know what I was doing. I don't think any of us did. Like nowadays, today, we know a lot more. There's still adults like uh, my mom. Um, <laughs> yeah. Throw her know. under the bus, oh, Lilith. Oh, I'm under my throat. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> just like to think that anything that they put online is just for fun and doesn't mean anything but the thing is that you know it stays online so people can see it people can find it anything that you lie about or any like weird shit you say like you can't get rid of it yeah people can check you on that shit and and even if you do delete it screenshots are forever exactly there's a lot of cases where like you can try to delete something but if someone recorded it someone snapshotted it it's still exists and you have no control over that anymore and people do sometimes lose opportunities for it or lose their jobs over it if it's really severe man we went on quite a tangent there oh yeah we gotta do it at least once an episode i feel like yeah i feel like i feel like that was a very connected tangent like it started where it made sense the way that it went Mm -hmm. do we have any other thoughts about pop star oh yeah Um, go for it okay so the one part that i did not get a big plot point in the movie is that jd is failing school his grades are crap but he was going to a private school and the solution was to send him to a public school to improve his grades i'm kind of confused here because public schools tend to have less resources a higher like student to teacher ratio all of that stuff i think it's because their standards are lower for public school and since you know he had better tools and materials shoved into his head a dummy in private school can probably do really well in public school well they even said that like he wasn't stupid when he got around to doing the test they said that he did better than jane yeah like he's he's legit smart he just it turned out like that whole thing was just because he doesn't test well yeah, yeah. and i think they yeah, sent him to the public sense. school because yeah it was like, just a change in environment like, easier it, they thought it, it was I mean, just like a, a really weird plot point it was to me the whole movie is a giant weird plot point like well, that's the thing about it right is that they tried to capitalize on a popular trend that they saw was happening it didn't quite work out that way aaron carter was losing steam as he was getting older he wasn't the cute kid singing i want candy and like being on the lizzie mcguire show on disney channel like he was losing steam then i think that whole thing between him and hillary duff blew up which kind of soured people on aaron carter which is a whole other kettle of fish and like it just it got released people were like what the fuck is this shit and then they're like oh backpedal backpedal yeah and now it's uh lost in obscurity oh yeah in that same vein though so jane was said to have a perfect sat score it was something like in the movie at some point if i remember right yes so if she had a perfect sat score wouldn't she be in like advanced placement classes wouldn't she like not be in the same class as aaron carter who sorry jd mcqueen who was failing everything yeah because they were in like calculus together calculus Mm -hmm. at least at my high school calculus was not we didn't go all the way up to calculus we went to pre-calc but that was not like a core math class like that was like your senior year you can take these extra math classes to help you in college yeah the 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 sole issue was he was just testing badly he could do the homework he just couldn't test yeah it's just really weird none of that stuff makes sense but also it kind of weirded me out that the teacher was walking around with a little mirror with a mirror because like you know you see in the beginning there's all these (laughs) students that are wearing tiny skirts and stuff like that so like when you see this dude walking around with a mirror under the desk 
masks. I can't, I, I don't know anybody whose first thought wasn't, is this dude peeping on the students? I think, and like, I think they were having him look for somebody cheating, but didn't he like find somebody cheating and didn't do anything about it? Oh yeah, he didn't do anything about it initially, which, you know, honestly, I think kind of makes sense because he kind of took them to the side afterwards so that he wasn't outing them in front of everyone. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They saw that you were cheating and trying to like say something about it. Like the, the teacher ended up not being too bad of a guy, but it was really weird that he was like walking around with this mirror thing and like do the kids just know to wear pants when right. they like go into his class on test day or something like that because the dude walks around with the mirror because I don't know that was like just kind of creepy like until you knew that he was looking for people cheating yeah which speaking of cheating because I feel like adding this little tidbit because you know I'm a slut for pulp culture even early 2000s pulp culture <laughs> so you guys know that um Aaron Carter and Hillary Duff dated right yeah okay did you know why they split up no it's because he cheated on her with Lindsay lohan what yeah that's why they broke up he cheated on hillary with Lindsay at the time and then hillary's 2002 song haters was rumored to be about their sordid love triangle aaron carter was kind of a tool even then but i think he just didn't have the proper tools to be a good person yeah Mm. he he didn't get those tools because you know they both met when they were 13 on the lizzie mcguire show during that christmas special Mm. and so they dated for like about three years and then broke up in 2003 and the reason for that is because he cheated on her then best friend Lindsay lohan man some yield love triangles and they were still like teenagers at the time right yeah they were all teenagers i mean like around that time in 2003 she was probably like 15 or so you know and and Lindsay and hillary's feud it heated up when hillary attended the freaky friday red carpet which was the movie you know obviously that Lindsay was the lead actress in and then like Lindsay, in response to that showed up to hillary's cheaper by the dozen premiere to try to like shake each other and then it escalated this is a whole thing so then it escalated when hillary was filming the rom-com movie a cinderella story which i want to do that movie for this because i can love that movie and jennifer coolidge is in it uh, cinderella? Where, yeah a cinderella story with chad michael murray and jennifer coolidge yeah. best it's the best i love it cinderella has the uh, like live action movie adaptations cinderella really does there's so many like and like so many good ones and ever after is probably the best one that was but my favorite that was the one that i like kind of grew it, up in. it is probably the best one but i feel like a cinderella story with hillary duff is definitely like a favorite teen movie anyway getting a little bit off course here but it was really funny because you know in that movie she acted alongside chad michael murray chad he previously starred as Lindsay's love interest in freaky friday so they're like trying to do these little digs to each other you know and according to reports Lindsay ring chad and began to trash talk hillary and that ruined what little respect the pair might have had so they weren't able to really repair their friendship after that and then in like an snl skit in 2004 Lindsay made fun of hillary which the actor responded to by banning her from the cinderella story premiere so she's like you can't come to this premiere well, so, so it was like old drama. It, i mean it, it was petty it was early 2000s and i mean what do you do when your best friend snuck behind your back and hooked up with your boyfriend yeah i mean Lindsay, like i'm kind of team hillary duff on this one <laughs> i just find it like kind of weird that like they're following the dating lives of children it still kind of happens it still happens you know if they're famous it doesn't matter what their age is they're following all of that that was the whole thing with the paparazzi that's the whole thing with britney spears that's like they do that and like I know if, that- if you're famous they're following like- you they're doing that to millie bobby brown like right now that was 
actually like the first thing I thought of was that they have been commenting on Millie Bobby Brown's dating life and stuff like that. I feel like it's a little She weird. just turned 18. Yeah. Like she just turned 18. Yeah, it's weird. I don't think it's any of my business to know who a child is dating regardless of whether or not they're famous. I know it's what they do, but I don't really agree with this because it's really weird to me. I mean, paparazzi in general is really weird, but Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, on the plus side, you know, during the Hillary Lindsay Lohan thing, I followed that religiously, but I was also their ages. Well, that's the thing. Um, that, like, it made sense because, but like, but there's but them. there's still adults but, that followed it, right? Because like that's the public adults, knowledge. The adults were the ones publishing this information. Yeah, right. Like, so like like now, for example, with the Millie Bobby Brown, there's people her age that are following this religiously that are super into it right now because it's it's relatable. It's somebody of their age. It's still adults posting it. I don't think there's no morally right or right wrong thing with this. It's just a gray area. Mm, yeah. Like she's 19, sense. but I know that like at the start of like Stranger Things, people were like, oh, Millie and Finn should date. And I'm like, can they, can they not just be friends? They're children. Yeah. Especially girls that become famous and there's websites that get erected that have a countdown clock to when they turn 18. They did it to Hermione. Oh, Emma yeah. Watson. Yeah. Watson. Literally like because she was like a big advocate for stuff because the night she turned 18 they took upskirt pictures of her and she was like if they would have waited to publish these like if they wouldn't have waited to publish these these would be illegal but since they published them at midnight I was 18 and it was legal but she wasn't 18 in the picture even like it's all technicalities yeah. and that's and, what and that's they rule on like that's not even a technicality if that would have like been adjudicated it would still be considered CP because it doesn't matter how old the person is now if you took a picture of them when they were 14 or whatever, the picture is of a 14 year old. It's not of an 18 year old just because the person is currently 18. I feel like people just give it grace because it's like the day right before they turn 18. But the day right before I turned 21, mm -hmm. I couldn't buy myself some drinks. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's all just a dirty gray area that people like to exploit quite often. Oh, yeah. I don't agree with not. it, but that's it's, I don't know. I just, I don't agree with it, but it is what it is, I guess. Yes. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Especially when she clearly did not consent to this happening at all. And I think that that's a big piece of it too. But yeah. Like, Which is what's happening with Aaron Carter in this movie. I'm pretty yeah. sure he didn't consent to a lot of things that happened to him and that's why he's no longer with us. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. And the thing was is that like he could have agreed to do things like this but was he able to make an informed decision because the thing is is that there's consent and there's informed consent. And as a child you cannot make informed consent because you don't have the lived experience and like the understanding to know what's actually going on. Well, like, yeah, no his brain also wasn't done forming. Like your brain's not done developing yeah. until you're like mid twenties. Yeah. So like he's not able to really understand what all is going on. There's so many things that happened to me as a kid or that I was around for that I didn't know shouldn't have been happening until much later. Many times until I was an adult. So it's one of those things that just is really weird. Yeah. And also in Popstar, I noticed the adult women in the film were referring to JD McQueen as being hot. Yeah, they were like also thirsty for him. Yeah. So there were like adult women in the film that were canonically in the film adults that were like saying he's hot and like making basically like kind of catcall like. like yeah, but also that was early 2000s because there I can think of other movies that did that yeah. shit too. Like you have have to keep in perspective the time era it's coming
coming for Lilith. No, I don't. <laughs> here's here's the thing. Like, I know that it happened during the time, but I think it's worth pointing out, especially considering everything around this child. No, I accept that things like this happened a lot back then. I was talking in movies. I wasn't talking like specifically. I mean, it happening in real life is really gross, but in a lot of movies and scripts, they just they thought it was funny. It's not funny. It's really gross. But a lot of if we watch a lot of early 2000s movies, you're going to have a very similar rant. Oh, yeah. And I will rant every <laughs> single time. Bet your ass. I will. <laughs> like, I will always bring it up. And I'm not here in the it's the time thing. I'm sorry, because it's understood that it's in there. But it still needs to be called out, in my opinion. It's like watching those Disney movies and you see the little thing at the beginning where it tells you, you know, this is an accurate representation of this time period. Yeah. Like, hey, this movie is yeah, problematic as fuck, but like it represents the time. And honestly, I feel like that I feel like that's, you know, reasonable to um have like Yeah, a- I like that Disney does that. Like they don't change the content, but they let you know, hey, it's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. There are certain bits of content and like older stuff that I think it makes sense to edit out, like if there is actual, you know, child nudity or something like that in it, because it just needs to happen. But other than that, I mean like just general like you know stuff like this where it's people making comments that they shouldn't make i think a disclaimer makes perfect sense yeah this dvd was just old so it hasn't been like remade to actually like put that in there it's also never going to re- oh, yeah. be remade oh, yeah, it's because never. it's disappeared it's not worth it like it's no not, it doesn't it's like there's nowhere to stream it it exists nowhere you have to get a dvd to watch it i kind of almost feel like trying to recreate this but just with like normal people and kind of like correct the scripts like a little bit to see <laughs> If we could do it better. <laughs> I just want to make montages. I feel like that's going to be really fun. Test montage. Maybe that's all it is. Maybe all it is is just a montage. Studying that- montage. Yeah. Test montage. Because those are the most important parts, right? Yeah. Studying <laughs> in her special place. Doing donuts in a car montage. You know, that the- was so, like, <laughs> I'm so stuck on that because, like, it was so gross for them to be like, I'm going to show you my special place. <laughs> and it was just, like, sitting by the beach yeah but they made it sound so gross they did they made it sound really suggestive and it was really strange especially Uh, because like even at first jd was like oh yeah your special place like mine's my earlobes and it uh, it was just (laughs) who wrote that i want to find who wrote uh, that line apparently timothy burton he's the only one that's listed as a writer anywhere so i just assume he wrote the whole thing something i remember about that scene too is that the driving montage starts off with jane saying that she doesn't know how to drive but she goes from not knowing how to drive and through the process of this montage i guess getting to the point where she can she said she's not a good driver because she hit a deer oh okay so like so like she knew how to drive She's just not a confident driver. I see. That makes sense. But still, like, I don't even know how to do donuts. They're scary. I don't like them. For, like, a decade. This person's, like, a 16-year-old that's already gotten in an accident. To be fair, she was just driving in circles. They just added, like, the tire squealing noise. That makes sense. But, like, the fuck? I guess that's <laughs> that's the that's it that's the movie yep the whole the whole thing can be explained by the fuck oh yeah yeah but overall thoughts of the movie for me if we're gonna do overall thoughts 
make an assessment. Actual movie-wise, it's a 2 out of 10. Out of entertainment, I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. And would I watch it again? I mean, I own it now, so eventually. That's my thoughts. Hmm. So overall, for like a movie, I agree. I'd even go so far as to give it like a 1 out of 10. I can't say that I wasn't entertained, so it was very entertaining. Probably like a 7 or 8 out of 10. It was a horrible movie. It was bad. It was not good. In no way, shape, or form was that good. Would I watch it again, though? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I would have to watch it with Brittany because like it, it's just ridiculous. I'll just, and I'll say off the wall shit the entire time. Yeah. It's like watching <laughs> Twilight with you. Fun. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> That's going to be a special when we go through all the Twilight movies. Yeah. You guys are going to be in for a treat when yep. we go over those. <laughs> Big time. Okay, Lilith, I know you're so excited <laughs> to share your thoughts. So my overall thoughts, like uh, if I were to give this movie a rating as a movie, I'd say probably like like a negative three out of ten. <laughs> you were up on it. Yeah. I we were bad giving movie. it a... T- I thought we were bad giving it a two or a one but you're like nah bitch negative points for you they get negative points for all the horrific shit that went on around it the fact that the director couldn't be bothered to actually cast his fucking movie and put his daughter in as as the co-lead you know like this movie is wrong in so many ways and the only enjoyment that I got out of it was watching it with friends that are hilarious and, and picking it apart to hell and back I only recommend watching it if you are amongst friends and tearing it apart it has no substance i don't think it should exist but like it does and people do get enjoyment out of it as you heard previously <laughs> just not you i just like bad movies like all those like sci-fi channel bad movies all the like, sci-fi like channel shark movies. movies are my jam like made for tv shit love it like i like bad movies i definitely do this one was just it was too much it wasn't yeah. bad in like the same way it wasn't good bad it was bad bad that's fair because like, I feel like a movie can be good, bad. Like Velocipaster. Vampire like, Resurrection. Yes. Like, oh my god. Hey, did you say- we can watch that? Oh, I was I thought you said Ninja Resurrection. <laughs> no. Vampire Resurrection. We are not getting into Ninja Resurrection. We're not getting into Ninja Scroll. That's a whole oh. other debate for another day. I don't have it in me, but I will say that that anime almost ruined my entire life. I almost quit anime. I was too young. I found it too young. That shit had some shit in it. I wasn't ready for at eight years old. No, no, I was younger than that. Seven. I was seven. I was almost ruined. Ditto to literally like all of that. Yeah, that movie scarred me in ways that can't be undone. So, so yeah, I, I'm glad that you uh, were not saying Ninja Resurrection and were in fact saying Vampire. Yeah, fuck Ninja Resurrection. <laughs> I even watched it as an adult because the trauma is still in my heart. Yeah, I fuck mm-hmm. that anime. Yeah, it, it's it's dead. Well, that's why you watch pop star to forget <laughs> watch to forget just look at all the pretty montages oh my god i love the montages that's my favorite part that's <laughs> a good thing that's the whole movie it's the whole last movie it sure is a oh, whole movie uh did you have any more thoughts you wanted to infer on this little or did that pretty much cover it i guess i pretty much covered it it's pretty much just that i don't like everything like surrounding this movie but i'm glad that we took a look at this arc archived piece of media to bring to the masses right like, uh, what a, what a, so what a gem for britney to have just known about 
Isn't it funny how I know about all of these random movies that nobody would probably know existed? It is. If it wasn't me just your, finding them in the wild and being like, hey, you talent. watch this. Oh, yeah. It's a very special talent that I uh, verily appreciate because it can go a lot of ways, as I've experienced. It could be really good. It could be really bad. It could be really weird. But it's always a fucking riot when watching it with you, regardless of what it is. <laughs> Pop stars, all of those things. It is. So, yeah, I'm totally down within the future, like, watching good, bad movies, too. Like, Velocipaster and Vampire Resurrection, Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Like, just don't, do just don't submit Lilith to Popstar ever again. Noted. Yeah, I'm probably not going to give this another watch at any point. I think one was more than enough. It <laughs> happened. We experienced it together. And, yeah, it exists. It just deepened our trauma bond. Yeah. In conclusion, <laughs> this film exists. And hey, that's that's fair. It, yeah. it does, in fact, exist. Yeah. And hey, if any of our listeners out there have suggestions for movie, media, dramas, whatever they would like for us to cover, then uh, feel free to get in touch with us, comment on wherever the heck we post this. And uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe your episode will pop up. Maybe when we get enough episodes, we can do an episode montage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just edit up an episode montage? Oh, yeah. fucking please. <laughs> We post that shit on TikTok. For real. Well, we should probably sign off here. I think the uh I think lunch is almost over. We gotta take our uh, our trash to the trash can. So let's uh let's throw Pop Star away <laughs> and we'll queue up for a new lunch the next time. Bye. Good. Bye.